Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Coles and Campbell Souls, welcome to Worldy. Football, football, football. Everywhere you look. And podcasts. Wall-to-wall football and some occasional podcasts. Yeah, an absence of podcasts, really. I have been away you have. to a foreign land where they do not understand association football. No, somewhere cold as well. Fucking freezing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no football over there. And because of the time difference, quite difficult to catch up. And I was very annoyed because, let's get straight to it, um, Reading hadn't won a game since November the 2nd or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and then I missed that game. It's the first home game I've missed all season, oh, and they right. fucking win it too. So they did finally beat a team. They beat managerless uh, Nottingham Forest in a uh, what the BBC described as a turgid game. Oh, I love that. That's nice. Mainly for the fact that the BBC did absolutely no fucking reporting on that game whatsoever, right. and no effort to actually analyse the game. Bastards. Yeah, well, you know, it's yeah. the championship, isn't it? They don't yeah. give a shit. They give more of a shit about the championship than they do League <laughs> One. I well, can I know, tell I know, you. I know it's an exponential drop yes. in the shittedness given, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's still pretty poor in my yeah. view. Anyways, yeah. uh, we did get the result, um, and then we went and lost to Frank Lampard's Derby. Yeah. But it's all it, uh, stuff's happening. Let's not worry about Reading. They got it under control. Stuff is happening. <laughs> uh, There's some shit been going down yes. with Air Oxygen. Yes, let's get onto that because it's much more interesting this week. We're gonna we're gonna focus on Oxford because there is almost too much to talk about. Yeah, uh, because uh, everything's happened. You've beaten the best team in the league. Well, yeah, yeah. You've got no players anymore. No, no, no. Um, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the club's going out of business, and yeah. it's all happening. Yeah, and our players have been done for like the willy waving. Yeah, I mean, totally everything. Even, I totally forget. <laughs> Let's start. Let us begin right. with the willy waving. Let's start with the willy waving, um, and we'll we'll brush over it fairly quickly. I mean, I think. I mean, so it's Gav- an incredible phenomenon. It, this, it, this it is. It is Gavin White. So he's a young lad. Um, talk, you know. By all accounts, actually kind of quite a kind of meek and shy and retiring oh, young lad. I can tell from the um, video. Yeah, and then a video of him. So he'd been over in Belfast for, I think it's like a football awards kind of thing. Um, right. And so he'd been over there and uh, with some mates, got lashed up um, and got videoed. Um, him and his mate with his trousers down, waving their willies around in the, uh, in the street. Which I mean, was, he was... It was an incredible sight. He was gripping it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get... Let's just... Get that out of the way. Yeah. The analysis first. Yeah. Okay. He was gripping it right at the at the root. Well, yes. Yeah, see, see, cla- cla- see, that's classic. it's flaccid. We should say that. Yeah, first. flaccid penis. And there is that. There is a classic kind of. I'm going to make this look as long as I can <laughs> yeah. by clasping it at the base, so that there is as much willy yeah. visible to, to the naked to wave eye. As possible. Exactly. Yeah. And he waved it in an elaborate helicopter fashion. He did. It, I mean, the technique was magnificent. It was almost like he'd done it before. <laughs> 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 to, be, to be honest, <laughs> it was too good for that to have been a. If I tried to do that just out of the blue, I don't think I could pull off that technique. No, that was a perfected technique. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, he might not have been doing that out in the street. That might have just been like the the product of, of several. Yeah, product of several hours at home practice, like two hours a week. <laughs> 
<laughs> get that after i've on. been here after after we've done weights and kind of laps in training i'll get yeah. home and do a bit of the old willy waving <laughs> technique well he's got it down he's got it down well, better than his mate did yeah that's but you right could, you, could, you could see who the pro was you, you could know? you, you could, could see who the pro was between the two of them i mean it's a it's an amazing situation so yeah. he waves the willy, yeah. obviously, to much amusement of his friends and cohorts. So everybody, everybody wakes up in the morning to see this 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 video on Twitter. And now some people saw it that evening. Can't be unseen. Yeah, it can't be unseen. And obviously, I mean, he deleted his um, his entire Twitter account. I'm not the it still exists, but all of the content from it, yeah. um, almost immediately. But obviously, the 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 um, the, the snake offending. was out of the bag, so to speak, <laughs> by that stage, and and the video had already been oh. like and. and you know, you know. Obviously, he's he's huge in he's huge in Northern Ireland as well. So, was it posted on his own account? Because the video is not the highest quality ever. No, he could have taken the stance of "That's not me" and maybe got away with it, right? Um, it's, it's it's not the best quality I, video. I, I think it was it was it was good enough to recognise him was if you it? knew what he looked like. I'll be honest with you. If most... you've seen the member before, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Gavin's really. <laughs> um, oh but yeah, goodness. he. Um, but no, he. Yeah, I mean, it was him. So, oh, like, um, Jesus. but no, I think it was it was posted to his account. But, wow. But yeah. Wow. But anyway, so um, he. So obviously it spread like wildfire, and like by by the middle of the day it was on the national news. I mean not BBC, you know, lunchtime news <laughs> I or hope anything. Didn't but make it ahead of Brexit, <laughs> <laughs> footballer waves Willie. Yeah, and and, and and you know there was so there's lots of jokes about you know like Irishly backstops and all kinds of things. You know, um, the um, oh boy, there was one guy, an Ox blogger on Twitter, did say that the one area that Oxford United do have strength in depth is. Willy Gags. <laughs> <laughs> Got that absolutely yeah. covered. Um, so, yes, we won't do any of them. We have just done a couple, to be fair, but yeah. <laughs> it's almost inevitable. It is. Do you know what I mean? It's hard you can't help it. I mean, it's yeah. incredible fodder. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so he, you know, so in club, all credit to them, straight out with a, uh, a statement the, the following morning. Um, and, you know, with a, a bit of... We a, thought it was hilarious. Yeah, they, they did their thing. <laughs> you like, all remind, need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did the classic, you know, remind him of his responsibilities. Um, a decent statement, actually, from from Carl Robinson coming out saying, like, you know, we, these guys are the stupid thing. Um, yeah. We're going to remind him of his responsibilities, all of that kind of stuff. He'll get all the help that he needs. Um, blah, 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 blah. Pants. Would be yes, a start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a great start. Just a, it's a card that says "inside trousers off, outside trousers on." Um, but but he said, um, but yeah. So all of that was it was already handled very, very, very well by the club. All absolutely all credit to everybody involved because they handled it really well. They done it was all done and dusted. Yeah. Um, and um, and you know he got the support he needed. You know it died down a little bit. Obviously, um, it's one of the all-time stupidest things I've seen a footballer do. Yeah. I think it's right up there. It was it right um, up there. in in the kind of the week following. You know, it, the the club actually kind of made a bit too much of the whole. You know, he's a poor lad. Oh, you know, leave oh, him alone and stuff. Arm round his shoulder and stuff. They made they made a bit too much of that, trying to make make out with this poor downtrodden young thing and stuff. But you know, all that aside. Um, Big game, and I will come back onto this later on. But a big game on Saturday. Everything just sounds um, like a euphemism. It does. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, big game again on Saturday against uh, Pompey, and yes. he. Um, and we will talk about that in more detail later. But he was. But all eyes were on him. There was questions as to whether or not he was actually going to play because you know <gasps> oh, his heart was broken. Um, 
But but no, he went out there and honestly, absolutely fucking phenomenal performance. Um, and he didn't score, did he? He didn't score because no. if he'd have scored, I think he sort of totally owned it, gone over to the crowd, whipped it out again, <laughs> and helicopters. Yeah. Then they'd have loved it. I'm I'm sure I'm sure he has got a <laughs> celebration in the bank somewhere. I think I, I, there's definitely one coming up for when he uh, next scores. He wants anyone. Yeah. So yeah. all of the songs New are out and stuff. For yeah. For life now. Um. So. Yeah, so he was, um, yes, and he was honestly absolutely superb performance. Good. Really, really, really good. And he got taken off like five minutes before the end, um, like full on standing ovation <laughs> and everything like that. So, you know, it was a really silly thing that he obviously massively regrets. It was a, a diversion for a while because there was all kinds of other shit going on that we'll yeah. get to at the time. Um, but. It's now lines been drawn under it. Now it's done and dusted. It's in the past, but it was his, his, it was an eventful week in the life of young yeah. Gavin White and his penis. His Bobby finally brought everyone back together. Yeah, it's a magical Bobby. Uh, the, 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 the best thing is, is that look every time he does something amazing, whether he goes out there and scores a hat trick for yeah. Northern Ireland, yeah. you sit there and say, "I've seen his Bobby." <laughs> See that guy. <laughs> I know what his cock looks like. <laughs> he can do that. He can't say that oh, about me. No. It looks um, like, it looks like a sort of fox's tail. <laughs> um, like a lasso. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so that's enough about Gavin White's uh, his his member. Oh, um but yeah, so amazing. Simultaneously while that was going on, yeah. um we we found out that Oxford United had once again had a winding up petition issued by HMRC. One. Is so this what just a clerical error? Well, I mean, you'll get onto that. But so, just a bit context for those who who aren't aware of it. We've had three so far since Tiger, uh, Sumrit Tanagan Janasut has taken over I our football club. I do. It's amazing. <laughs> so when he first took over, there was one that was kind of that, that, uh, that kind of arose during the transition, and so you know it was kind of laughed off as a little bit. That was one of those things because we yeah. just you know the the takeover and all of that, and people you know people forgot and like you know somebody lost a pair of shoes and we forgot to pay <laughs> yeah. the tax. But you know just one those things um and then another one arose which the club said fucking nothing about um and there was just a void of just just any information and just this this horrible i mean i'm sure there's a podcast somewhere a few weeks ago (laughs) where i'm probably really angrily stating about how they how there was absolutely nothing um and 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 so we didn't hear anything, so that was disappointing. Eventually it came out and they said, look, you know, it was a... Um, I can't even remember what their excuse for the second one was, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but they said, look, it's not going to happen again. And then, like, a matter of weeks later, it happens again now. So yeah. they're... They, they were a bit. Cl- they were a bit quicker to come out and explain this one. Their explanation for this one um, was that... Um, and indeed, the previous one has been that there have been during the takeover, there have been unexpected expenses. Um, now, some of these unexpected expenses are things that, well, actually, they're not. I mean, they're unexpected, but they're things that you are part of. So, for example, the training ground. Now, the training ground, as far as my memory serves me, actually was being kicked off by the previous ownership. So that was that the groundwork for that okay, had already yeah, been yeah. done. But these guys came in and they are taking a lot of credit 
for what's happening with the training ground. Whenever they talk about the progress that is happening with the club, they are talking about the right, training okay. ground a lot. So, and, it, and, and to be fair, I don't know the details. They might be behind a dri driving force behind a lot of what's going on there. If that is indeed the case, then you can't call those unexpected yeah. expenses. Yeah. I think they've said. I think what they're saying is that, um, to be fair, it's, it's cost more than they were expecting it to. You know, that's okay. what happens in this country, right? Costs spiral. Yes, yeah, they just obviously. they just tend to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And it's not an insignificant amount of money. I think it's, it's something like five million or something like that yeah. has gone into this training ground, which, to be fair, we have needed for a very, 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 very long time. Um, so there's that. And then one of the, the other things that they listed as an unexpected expenses was the under-23 squad. And they said, well, we've never had an under-23 squad before. It's like... Yeah, but you fucking set this up. Yeah. And when I said this a while ago that I said that I think, you know, it's, it's all well and good having an under 23 squad. And if we want to be competing within the championship in the Premier League and stuff, that's how everybody is doing it. And therefore, it probably makes sense for us to have one. Yeah. But when we're ready to do so, and it's very clear that we they've set one up with the right ambitions and all of the right intentions, I'm sure. But A, before the club was ready... Um, and B, before they were financially ready to yeah. do so. And one of the biggest issues for that, for me, is that, you know, a lot of expenses has gone into that. That has potentially and probably taken money out of the first team. Now, as is is an investment for the long term, that's fine because you, you, you take the hit and you invest for the long term. But given where we are at the moment... Um, and given given the, the the situation we are in, yeah. that looks like a to me like a colossal error of judgment. Yes. It really does. It yeah. looks like they've jumped really far far too soon. Uh, if we were getting the benefits of having an under twenty three squad, fair enough. But there hasn't been a single player who's been an under twenty three player. No, no, Armani and Little and Harvey Bradbury are both two under twenty three threes players who have featured once each right. for the first team, yeah. and those are players who were who were bought in yes. as 23 players. They aren't people that have progressed through the, the ranks because what they've had to do is they've had to, they've had yeah. to kind of buy some, some mediocre players to chuck in the middle there. Well, this is exactly, well, th this is the cause of the, of the problem <clears throat> we were talking about last week when we were saying about the lack of players. And I was like, where, get them out of the under 23s? Yeah. Well, they're not there. Well, obviously. actually, weirdly, we're actually getting more, more of, more, there's more talent coming from our under 18s, our right. lads, yeah. who are actually our Oxford guys, who are Academy coming from the under 18s. Yeah, and our yeah. under 18 side uh, have an incredible time. They're having a really good season. So we've got some talent in there. Um, but but these under twenty threes guys, they, it, to be fair, it's it's a holding pattern. You you put them in place to get the system up and running, yeah. and then through time, the guys from the under eighteens will progress through. And so actually, in like two three years time, those guys from the eighteens, yeah. that under twenty three seems probably going to be fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, it's you know it's it's patched up. It's not even a full squad or anything like that. At the moment, it's like seven players or something. So it's so. So whilst okay, it's, it's fine to have it. I think it was badly executed and executed at exactly the wrong time, um, to a, to the detriment of the football club. Um, nevertheless, I mean it's it's where we are now. But but the thing is that they can't list that as an unexpected expense Absolutely because not. it was a decision that they took to implement it when they they yeah. implemented it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. Even regardless of that, that's an unexpected spend is still not an excuse to not pay your taxes. No, right? No, no. Well, no, exactly. And then so another one. So the one of the other excuses. Oh, I didn't expect. I just bought a Land Rover. Didn't realise. Yeah, and this is and this is what everybody no. else. This is what everybody else says: is you pay you pay your taxes first, yeah. and then you deal with all of the other expenses yeah, on top exactly, of that yeah. because because HMRC 
have wield greater power yeah. than than all of our other debtors. You can't actively going, going spending lots of money and then going, oh, well, I've just spent all that money. Like, so, well, uh, no, sorry, I'm afraid you've got to own that from start so, to finish. So one of the other things that they're saying, and actually this was their primary rationale for the second winding up order, was the amount of, mon- the amount of time it takes to get money into the country at the moment. And apparently that has been, like, large amounts of money. Apparently right. it has been tightened up by the government, like... Partly to do with Russia and stuff like that. It's not like six months, though. <clears throat> no, it's not. <laughs> um, and um, and so one of the other things that they said is that the arbitration process that we are currently going through with Firos Kassam yeah. over the um, over uh, uh, I think it's a four hundred thousand um, pound unpaid service charge for the staking, basically because previous owner um i mean there's a lot of good said about him and a lot of good a bad said about him daryl eels um i think i think he had good and bad about him yeah. one of his bad admittedly he's not in his own in this but one of his bad is that he really really had a fucking dog shit relationship with feroz kassam right. they really rubbed up against each other now we okay. haven't really ever had a chairman since kassam who has got on with kassam sounds like he's not an <clears throat> easy man to go with right? no exactly and like he is working to his benefit not to the benefit of the football club yeah um and so um so under Daryl Eels, this we we got into this dispute over this service charge, which is kind of like over time, kind of built built up to a four hundred thousand pound unpaid bill, okay. uh, to the point where the 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 the, the stadium company are now playing to rule. And then we explained to this like yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah. a while back where they you know they're not allowing people in until two hours before you know like five hours before the game or something like that, and they are they are basically saying right until this is dealt with. You are getting what you're paying for, and you're not yeah. getting any yeah. kind of friendly, yeah, kind of service. Um, but so this arbitration process has been long drawn out, expenses, expensive rather, um, and so that's cost them a lot of money. I don't think it's dealt with yet. I don't think there's any kind of final resolution to it, and I still think we still have to pay that well, you money. Have to pay something. At gonna, some yeah, point, exactly. they're going to have to pay so, it. So the whole thing's a fucking complete mess, an absolute mess. The whole thing's a, a mess. And so all of these things were their unexpected expenses. The the last one, the last um, winding up order, they said, we actually, HMRC said your deadline is, I don't I, I don't know what the deadline was, but they said the de- your deadline is this date. And they said, and the club said, well, we can pay it on the 14th, which was a few days yeah. or whatever after the deadline or a week after the deadline or a month, I don't know. Um and um and so they're saying, well, you know, we didn't really shouldn't have really got a winding up order. But HMRC is saying, well, your deadline's there and you haven't paid. Yeah, it. even though the club told them, yeah, even though the club told them when it would be paid, HMRC HMRC still had to issue the winding up order, particularly given our recent history. Well, exactly. With this, they that you know, would not, put a bit more focus on it. And and, and HMRC aren't going to sit there and like you know give us the benefit of the doubt at the moment because. Because we're not playing properly. Anyway, long well, s- let, let, let's 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 let Gennaro Gattuso have the last word uh, on uh, Oxford's financial planning. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yes, but quite. Me- but mostly maybe but shit. mostly shit. But yeah, anyway, so I mean, they 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 te- they draw a line under it, and they said like now lots of these things are now done and dusted, and all have been paid for. Actually, it should be easier to predict, so we shouldn't be in that situation yeah, again. Yeah, let's see. Okay, you know they've 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 told us they've it won't previous. happen again before, so we'll see. Let's get back to the pitch. Yes, on which football <clears throat> is played. Um. Yes. So. I'm going to talk about players. I've got Go a list. On. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
Oxford United, very thin squad. Um, uh, Carl Robinson made reference to our very thin squad quite a lot um, um, in how we're we're struggling. Now, admittedly... Sort of long and flaccid squad. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> um, so, granted, we had a slightly kind of stronger-looking bench against Portsmouth um, yeah. on, on, on Saturday. We had some attacking options on the bench, or slightly more attacking options than we previously had. But I just want to just talk very quickly about the players who have left and the players who have come in. So, okay. Um, so uh, Jonathan Mitchell's gone. He was our substitute goalkeeper. Right. Now he his his loan ended in January. He's gone back. That's fine. He was emergency injury yeah. cover. You don't so, need him. So he but so he doesn't really count on the list, except for the fact that Simon Eastwood has now apparently picked up a knee injury. Brilliant. One of the reasons why they brought Jonathan Mitchell in is because they didn't want to put too much trust into Scott Shearer, who's 175 years old, <laughs> um, and Jack Stevens, who is they well they obviously clearly don't have enough faith in him because yeah. he's a he's a lad. Well, they're going to have to put faith in him now because, because oh, potentially boy. anyway, because Simon okay. Eastwood's um, looking like he That's might a big be injured. Loss, to be fair. It is, although he's got an injury, he played through the pain on Saturday. Okay. I'm, I'm imagining because we've got a, a checker trade trophy game tomorrow. I'm imagining he won't be playing in that. That and fucking tournament will not go no, away, fuck, will well, it? Well, no, we keep fucking winning in it. It's the only <laughs> it thing we do win in. Go away. Um, anyway, so obviously Sam Smith. His um has gone boys. back, yeah. um so he went back to Reading. He's since gone back out to Shrewsbury. Um, so they're, they're all going to fucking Shrewsbury. Dave Edwards right? went to Shrewsbury. Oh, crikey, his, his, uh, that was actually a nice little story. Dave Edwards started his career at Shrewsbury, didn't work out for Reading. He's back at Shrewsbury, and he's made up about it as well. Oh, well, that's nice. He's a nice chap, is Dave Edwards. So Smith, um. Yeah, funny, funny rumours about Smith about how he was actually back at Oxford and how we'd really pissed Reading off yeah. because Carl Robinson had suggested that Sam Smith's loan had finished and he was going back to Reading before that had been agreed with Reading. That would not have been a surprise. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Sam Smith turns up at Hogsworth and they're like, "You're not supposed to be here. Get, get back up there." As well. But anyway, but that and, and there were so there were all these rumours that he was still actually at Oxford and training with Oxford and was going to have to play out the rest of the all this bullshit. Yeah, actually, and everybody was saying. That on the day that on the day he was, he signed for Shrewsbury on loan, I had somebody well, a second hand piece of information saying he's he's definitely still at Oxford. So, well, he's, he's very quickly made it up to Shrewsbury. So yeah. so obviously the rumor mill not quite firing as it really ought to. Um, so he's gone. So that's two out, three out. Tony McMahon um, has gone back up north mostly for family reasons. Okay. Um, so that's the fullback. He's gone. He's gone up. Um, Charlie Raglan. So one of our very oh, yeah, few yeah. centre halves. He's yeah. now gone on loan to uh, Cheltenham. Um, and he, he's never had an opportunity. Every single time I've seen him play, he seems pretty good. Um, but given but, that you've not got many players in that position, you'd think at least keeping him around. Exactly. Successive managers, though, have have put him out on loan. So I say, I mean, that's Carl Robinson and then Derek Fazakali, yeah, um, okay. who only was a temporary charge. He put him out on loan as well. So there's something going on there, anyway. Yeah. But I, it's always looked good to me. So Cameron Norman. So he was a summer signing. Yeah. Um, so everyone was really excited about this young lad. Uh, really interesting looking uh, young player. Never did anything wrong, as far as I can see. I mean, he looked. Um, he looked fresh and new, so you know, a bit inexperienced, but he was really good going forward. Um, he got frozen out. Is one of the guys got chucked under a bus because of a, a bad. Um, he he played somebody on side when he was on the far side of the pitch. Um, since then, he hasn't played for Oxford United. That is harsh. Rumours of a training ground bust up with Sean Derry. Um, all of this stuff. Um, young, talented right back. So that's a second right back who's now yeah. left. 
during this uh, this window. Um, he goes to Warsaw, who are much higher on the table than us. He starts, and they win 3-0. So, you know, I don't know. Something yeah, going on there, and I think that's a personalities issue going great. on there. It's not... Um, and there's a couple of so a couple of our under 23s. Now the reason they've made this list is because they played for the first team. Okay. So Armani Little oh, yeah. um, and Harvey Bradbury both gone out on loan. I think both yeah. to Woking. Certainly um, Bradbury's gone to Woking. Okay. I think yeah. off the top of my head. Anyway, so that's two more out who who had been potentially options for the for the first team. And now Billy Haircut has left. Um, that which didn't not, work out. Did no, it? well, I mean, it's mo- mostly injuries. He's a sick note, that boy, as yeah, it turns yeah, out. Big time, yeah. So, <laughs> it it, but it's quite good, and it means I don't have to remember his name because I've, I've yes, just got a blind good. spot for his name. I put it in brackets on my notes there, Ricky Holmes. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, Ricky Holmes is gone, so I don't have to remember his name no, ever again, gone. which is a bonus. Um, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What about the ins? So the ins. So. Um, Malachi Napper has come back. Great he was name. out in, Mac- in Macclesfield. Um, he has, so he was the guy who, when Carl Robinson came into the club, he said, oh, this guy's amazing. I love this guy. He's amazing. He's so brilliant. He's the best footballer ever. Oh, God, he's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to put him out on loan to Macclesfield, the team at the bottom of League <laughs> Two for the season. Yeah. So that's how great Malachi Napper is. So yeah. he's back, but he's back because he had a chest infection and is having to recover. So um, <laughs> Is Macclesfield so poorly... Set up that they can't manage uh, chest infection. Yeah, I, I think actually he wasn't getting any game time under right. um, Tyle Campbell either. So, so since Campbell came in, he started playing less. I understand. So, okay. um, so he's back. So that's an extra potential op- option for us. He's a kind of a wide, a, a pacey wide player because okay. we don't have, have many of them. them yeah. To be fair, Biddy's gone back, so we True. do need an extra one there. Um, we've got Jordan Graham who's coming oh, yeah. now. Well, yeah, this yeah. was in the post, so yes. he, he signed in January. That's that that was. That was kind of guaranteed. Um, yeah. He started off a bit slowly, but he's had a couple of good games. He was great against Portsmouth, set nice. up one of the goals. Well, sort of semi-set up one of the goals. Um, so he's looking good. So that's that's really good. Um, and then two more signings. This lad called Mark Sykes, who's come... I think it's Mark Sykes. Anyway, it's Sykes. He's coming. Sykes. So underwhelmed was I <laughs> by his signing. Um he um so he's come over from Northern Ireland as well, well from Ireland um, from Glenavon I think it is so he's another like semi-professional yes, Irish player okay. similar kind of situation to Gavin White yeah um, fully trousered up though um, <laughs> yeah. and he's an attacking midfielder central though um, and so lots of focus on him but the club have said he's one for the future this is not a guy who's going to go straight into the first team we're going to be nurturing he's going to be part of the growth and development of the club I said that's fine as long as there are some other signings yeah. because we fucking need some people now um, you got 10 days yeah um so he's so he's in is one for the future. Hopefully yeah, he okay. can do a, a Gavin White, but you know, unfair pressure on the lad. I would say, um, and finally Ahmed Kashi. So this lad is a. Um, yeah. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, Kashi is an interesting one. So he is a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, our 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 form turned round when we put um, fucking names escaping me. John Massinio, um into defensive midfield position instead of yeah. um, instead of having kind of Branigan and Baptiste in that position. We went with one central uh, defensive midfielder and that just changed our game entirely. So that's happened. And now we've 
brought another defensive midfielder in. And also, don't forget, we've got a defensive midfielder playing at right back yeah. as well. So we've brought this lad in. Now, the reason we brought this guy in is Carl Robinson uh, name-checks him in an interview uh, a couple of weeks ago saying that he's a leader. He's a guy, he's a big, strong character. He's a leader. He's the guy that can make things happen. It's like, well, he's not going to make things happen unless you're going to disrupt our starting lineup. If yeah. we're going to disrupt our starting lineup, then that's fine. But there's a, there's a big risk there for a guy who's been in the French second division and hadn't played a game since August. Yeah. Or sorry, hadn't started a game since yeah. August. Yes. So so it's a, it's a strange decision. Now, he might be great. So I, I reserve judgment. Yeah. Um, and and I, I don't have a problem with any of those signings. So uh, Jordan Gray, in fact, I'm very pleased with. Um, with uh, Mark Sykes and... Ahmed Kashi. I don't have any problem with any of those in isolation, but they have to be combined with other signings. In sure. particular, a fucking striker. Yes. Like, and I don't want to be one of those because it, <clears throat> it is it is fucking like striker bingo on Oxford Twitter at the oh, moment, yeah, just yeah. because it's all anybody ever talks about. But we urgently need one, yes. and yet we do not have any in yet. And we are basically, we, all the clubs are out there. Well, there is desperation all over the place. I saw the other day that Fulham have signed Ryan Babble. Yes, I saw that. Because that's that exactly what you need, isn't it? I just assumed he'd retired. A sort of ageing mercurial yeah. winger. Yeah, I just assumed he'd retired. I had no idea he was still playing He's football. back in, he's got bright red hair. This yes, is, this is 2019 for you. There we you. go. So anyway, so, so at the moment... Um, whilst we've got better options on the bench and all of that's really good, um, we've got a couple of better options on the bench. Our squad is much depleted, I would suggest, um, and we still don't have a striker yet. We're being, we clubs are playing brinkmanship with us at the moment. Yes. They are. They they know how desperate they are, so they're going to they're going to drag it out to the the last minute in January. Um, at which point you can guarantee we'll try it, we'll get one in and then somebody will nab. They'll come in with an offer we can't refuse and nab one of our best yes. players. My money is on James Henry and I will I will cry on this podcast. That <laughs> is a hardcore guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. I will cry on this podcast if James Henry goes. He scored a lot of goals from yeah. outside the box, hasn't he? He yeah. must be up there for the outside of the box. And that will be gone. Yeah, and he scored one from inside the box against Portsmouth. So, you know, um, yeah, no, and he's, he's wonderful in every way. <laughs> he's wonderful. And also, I actually quite like him because he, um, in, the, in, in the, the kind of event that really ultimately got Pep Clotet sacked is, our, it, it, um, I can't even remember the game, who the game was now, uh, in a game where the Oxford fans were booing like mid-game yeah. um, and because we were doing some slow build-up work. That's like, because everyone's like, get forward, get forward, attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we then slowly built it forward and scored. Yeah. Um, Pep Clotet did the old shushing motion to the crowd. Nice. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and then James Henry also did that. Both Great. kind of massive villains yeah, after that. Okay, Pep yeah. Clotet, things didn't go well. He then got sacked and, and, and all of that happened. And it's amazing how many of those people who were really angry, I'm really angry, I'm getting onto Twitter to show how big a fan I am. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. I'm the biggest fan in the world because I'm the angriest fan in the world. All of that shit. Um, oh, they all love him. <laughs> They've all totally <laughs> forgotten about the old shushy well, Joe. I love that stuff. 
brilliant. I love that stuff. Right. Well, I think what we're going to do, we're going to have a little cheeky break. Yes. And uh, then we'll come back and I'm going to talk a little bit about the Reading ins and outs. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then we'll finish up with me slagging off BBC Radio Berkshire. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah, back in a second. <laughs> Hello, it's Pep here. If you get the chance, listen to Worldly Pod. They're great guys. Great guys. So there's been a few bits and bobs happening at Reading as well. Uh, Jose Gomez is clearing house. Right. Uh, and he's clearly not happy with, with large sections of the squad. And because he's a he's a very honest bloke, and he yeah. seems to say exactly what he thinks, which is great, uh, he basically said there's, there's a combination of, like, too many folks... Not enough competition, right? So, okay. Uh, there's there's a whole group of first team players that know they'll kind of get a game in rotation. Yeah. Uh, so what he wants to do is thin it out so that he has the the right players in the right positions and they compete with each other for places. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. So there's been a bunch of changes. Dave Edwards, we uh, we mentioned earlier, never really worked out for him. Reading, he's a lovely boy, Dave Edwards. Uh, so I'm kind of glad he's gone back to Shrewsbury where yeah. he seems okay. to be happy. Pella Clement is a Dutch player that came in, uh, I think, two years ago, maybe, uh, and has never really found a spot, yeah. despite having the same name as a previous manager. Yeah, you'd think, you think that would give him an edge, wouldn't you? Couldn't, but, get, a, yeah. couldn't get a game. Uh, lots of people say he was always playing out of position. Yeah, so okay. he's one of those players that probably should have played in the middle, but always played wide, okay. never really did anything. Uh, Sam Smith we know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, gone to also to Shrewsbury. Uh, a couple of players that have been really on the fringes. So Adrian Popper is a winger uh, who had been had had some promise for some time. Yeah. A Romanian uh, guy, I think. Sort of very short, stocky, uh, powerful winger. Again, just couldn't find his way into the team. So off he pops uh, back. Where did he go? Ludogorets. Okay. Which is a name that I've heard sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And then Josh Sims, who everyone was super excited about coming from Southampton at the start of the season. Didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean that's that's a bit Sam Smith in, uh, in Cameron yeah. Norman from, uh, and Ricky Holmes as well for Oxford. Very frustrating because yeah. should, you know should have been should have been decent. Had everything in his locker, but every time I think the problem was especially under Clement that he only ever came on in the direst of circumstances, yeah. so could never really do anything. You know, it was a he was on a hide into nothing that fella. And do you know what? It's always it's always going to be difficult to uh, make an impact. In a in a team that's struggling, yes, because you yeah. you have to be you have to be a player like someone like Billy Haircut or someone yeah. who who can actually stand up and make stand out rather and make things happen on a football pitch. And if you're not that player, or you're played slightly in a position or in a role that you're not really used to, yeah, you're, you're not what you're not you going to manage that. Yeah. So uh, the ins two two ins really. Okay. Weirdly enough, both central midfielders. So there right. was a bit of sort of like, well, we have thousands of yeah. them and none of them are any good. So <laughs> what are you going to do? But I think Jose Gomez has realised that they are quite good, mm-hmm. some of these guys, uh, but they need to be pressed. They need some competition. They need to they need to be more specifically played in a certain position. Yeah. So we got Ovi Ajaria, who's this guy from uh, Liverpool, youngster, okay. midfield player. Uh, looks very talented and looks like he can drift out wide and play in a kind of inside forward role on the right, right. maybe. Uh, so that gives us a lot of options in the attacking midfield position and perhaps on either wing okay. as, as required. Right. And the other one is this guy who I was pretty excited about. is this uh, Chelsea youngster, Lewis Baker, who has been around the championship for a while, 
uh, mm. played at Leeds and played a few games in that in that Leeds team, and it could be a genuinely good good player. Plays he can play right in the centre of midfield, or he can play a little bit further further forward, and gives some competition to John Swift, which I think is very sorely needed. Yeah, I was going to say of all the players in the team that sound like they need competition, it sounds yes. like he's the guy old. Oh, Johnny Drifter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think actually it's quite astute from uh, from Gomez because what he's done is say, look at these lads who can play in your position. Yeah. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, let's see if you can up your game. And he did. He scored a goal and played well against Forest by all accounts. So it's interesting. It's not enough, and I also think there's not enough outs. I think we need way more outs. Yeah. And I think they're trying to find clubs probably for for David Myler, uh, for Sparky McNulty, for Sam Baldock. A lot of these players that came in during the Clement era, they've never done anything. Fucking have Sam Baldock, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, you can have him. That's, fucking, a, that's a match made in heaven. really, really would. You might have to buy him, though, is the problem. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah, going to happen. You might have to buy him. The other thing, which is almost like a new signing, which is the thing I'm most excited about for the rest of the season, I think, player-wise, mm. is that Sonia Luco, our record signing, is playing... Much, much better. Yeah, because you um, you were really is. down on him. Well, and rightly so, I would say. <laughs> rightly so. I mean, since he's done absolutely nothing, but Gomez is playing him in the hole, in behind the striker, yeah. in a freer role with two wide players. And he can, he you know, he's interacting with McCleary or with uh, Barrow, whatever. He's getting balls through the middle from Swift. And it, he's he's genuinely looking quite dangerous. Okay. Because when, when I saw him and uh, Sheffield, no, not Sheffield. It was Sheffield United. Yeah, the ball bounces off him. Yeah, and he was, he was stuck out on the right wing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he, that has totally changed. And he scored an excellent goal against uh, Forest and against Man United in the cup game. He played brilliantly and he put Fred on his arse. Brilliant. Which was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. He did a little shimmy on the edge of the box, put Fred on his arse like twice in about five seconds. Amazing. And then slid a ball through. Uh, that was called offside, Sally, but excellent. So it's really good to see that, he, and that's a player that we spent five odd million on. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like, well, he might actually do something. So that's one of the biggest club investments, maybe coming good, which and, is very cool. And and that thereby demonstrating that maybe the problem was with the managers. Exactly, you know, yeah, the manager, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, although things we lost, to, we lost to uh, we lost to FLDC, Frank Lampard's Derby yeah. County. Uh, I, I fucking hate them now. They're a hateable team. <laughs> Brilliant. A very hateable team. They're full of nasty little bastards, okay. including the manager. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a certain entitlement about that team now because he's there and it does annoy me. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because you are, the, when you've got a player like that becomes a manager, you either, it either becomes a sideshow in a circus um, or, or if they do well, which he is... You know, to be fair, doing all of a sudden it becomes a bit, they becomes a, a a bit yeah a oh, bit full to, of themselves. And it's the fucking sycophants coming in because yeah. it's like oh, I've heard of him, yeah, like exactly. in the championships, and now we're only going to talk about Derby County. And now fucking actually Cole is going there. That's fucking yeah, all the people. But that's why that and, and that's the, that was a frustrating thing about that whole Bielsa thing and in the Spygate yeah. stuff is that had that been like Macclesfield and Swindon, nobody would give them yeah. two shits about yeah. but it. But because they can interview Frank. Lampard about yeah. it, or to be fair, I two two other two other championship clubs as well. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if yeah. it had been Blackburn and and Reading, yeah. nobody would have no. batted an eyelid. No. They really wouldn't. But yeah, so quite annoying. And my final point for today: yeah. uh, 
I was listening to the radio. There's a guy called Tim Deller who does the running matches on BBC Berkshire. Mm-hmm. He is of the old school. Yeah. And he's got a very annoying habit. I mean, he's very down on the team all the time, which I think is a shit trait for a yeah. local, local commentator, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very down on the team. And every time now under Jose Gomez that we try and play football, which right. is his thing, mm-hmm. he's every goal kick, he's like, oh, oh, come on. just We're getting ourselves into trouble here. We're, just, we're, we're never going to do this. Get the ball up the field. Get the ball really? up the field. I was like... Dude, it's 2019. Have you not watched any professional football? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is how the game is to be played now. And it's not like they're starting the back for a giggle. It's part of a process. Yeah, yeah. They're creating space up the field so we can actually do something. And these players are new at it, so they've got to play it to learn if we want to get anywhere. But, oh, just that attitude just winds me up so much. And so I jumped on Twitter and was very happy to see there's a large majority of people that are also very pissed off. Good. Well, that's good. Isn't that funny how it how it plays out differently um, with different clubs um, stuff because like BBC Radio Oxford are very good yeah. um, and, I, and I can say that comfortably because I was I was in direct competition <laughs> yes. with them when yeah. I was when I was doing it for a commercial radio station um, and um, which I won't name because I now actually contribute on BBC Radio Oxford <laughs> so, so that, and that might be colouring my no it, it isn't because they are quit, good quit while you're yeah, ahead they are, yeah. they are very professional <laughs> they are very good they do it with a slant and a bias towards Oxford United yeah. um, they I think if there is a criticism it's particularily when they've got um, uh, Peter Rhodes Brown who's a club employee they get him on for a lot of games usually home games okay. um, and he is incapable of being. But I'm critical. happy for it to be biased because but, that's what you're listening. That's that, the only people that are listening to that are Oxford fans. But but he yeah. but he won't be critical when things are bad. But at the same time, yeah. But he's a contributor. He's not yes. a keeper. He's a summarizer. He's not a core part I, of the I team. I prefer that as well. Like we don't. We all know the negative. We all know the negative side. Yeah. You know? I don't think we need to have the local station slagging off the club. In addition, no. Yeah. In but in it. it when it's there and it's appropriate and sure. in, in, in holding yeah. the club to account yes I yeah, think yeah, is, yeah. is absolutely yeah. important yeah, I um, and, yeah. I th- and I think I think Radio Oxford do a good job of that I think we were better at it on Jack I'll be honest <laughs> but um, but at the same time um, yeah the last thing you want is them just just dragging everybody down who's exactly. listening to it because yeah. ultimately all of that stuff about your holding the club to account and all of that kind of stuff that is peripheral yeah. to the core central job which is telling people what's fucking exactly. happening in yeah. the football game yeah not every pass needs to be given with your opinion no exactly you know? <laughs> that's one of the reasons i fucking hate alan green oh, particularly yeah. for yeah. england games so full of opinion yeah. there's a little bit of editorial on everything he ever yeah. says every single pass has got some kind of kind of like you know, and I've been saying this for years. Yeah, yeah, attached yeah, to it, yeah. fucking twat. Yeah, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> that is a glorious way to end the show. Nothing better than a bit of uh, Alan Green slagging. So it's been very fantastic as always, Andy, and I hope everybody enjoyed that show. Uh, we're going to be back next week with more stuff about football. You can get us on WorldlyPod at Gmail and Twitter and Instagram and all the places I forget every week and on that note we will see you next week on the Worldie Alan Green clearly fucking loves Man United as well that pisses me off even more and Liverpool it's even worse (laughs) 